0: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
1: So, the final fiscal year numbers are in for the crisis at the southern border, and the numbers are horrible. In total, Customs and Border Protection recorded 3,201,144 encounters along the borders during fiscal this fiscal year. That figure represents an increase of 434,625 over fiscal year 2022 and a five-fold increase, five times the number of fiscal year 2020, which was the last full year of the Trump administration. September of 2023 set a new monthly record for illegal entries with 341,390. Two encounters. And here to talk to us about it is Mark Morgan, Senior Fellow at FAIR and former Acting Director of ICE and Customs and Border Protection. Mark, welcome to the show.
2: Noel, well, hey, thanks for uh, having me. And if you don't mind, if I could add to a couple of statistics for your listeners, in the first 35 months of this administration, there have been over 8 million total nationwide encounters. Think about that. Eight million total nationwide encounters, plus another 1.7 million known godaways. The former chief of border patrol said that's underreported by 20 percent. So we're well over two million total godaways right now. We're experiencing 7.7, seven 7,700 uh, 7, 7, illegal entries on our southern border alone every day. They're releasing almost 5,000 a day. ICE has 40,000 illegal aliens in custody, and CBP has 17,000 in custody as we speak today. Yeah, it's a crisis. It's a disaster, regardless of what this secretary lies and tells the American people.
1: Yeah, it's amazing that no, bad, and no matter how bad the numbers get, they're never willing to admit that there's a crisis. In fact, to the contrary, they point out because they're deporting Venezuelans back to Venezuela that all things are good.
2: <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's right. I, I mean, they, they they create this crisis, and 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 I love it, Noel. Like every every single time, they, they'll set a, a, a record. Like two months ago, they set a record, the highest monthly total in our nation's history since we've been keeping data since 1924. And then the next month, there's a little bit. It's a little bit down from the highest monthly total ever, and they're bragging about the departure. I mean, right oh, sure. the surge, you can't make it up.
1: I've had at least 15 texts a day. When are you going to talk about the fact that there was a reduction in the month of October? That, you know, it's like you text back. Well, you had an all-time high in September. And, and of course, we've had a couple of cold fronts that moved through. And, and when it gets cold down there, what happens? It it slows he, down, I, right? Exactly. But but i tell you, right now, it, it, it's not slowing
2: down. Usually this time, this is the time where we see a slowdown, not necessarily hit or miss It's not necessarily a significant or drastic slowdown. But as you said, there's generally a slowdown. I'm not seeing it. The last two months, it's been over 8,000 per day. There's absolutely zero slowdown right now. And again, this is the time when we generally see that. And again, just so everybody understands we, we, literally. And oh, by the way, last month, even though it was like, I, it's just a few thousand, uh, uh, less than the month before, which, again, was the highest monthly total on record. But this past month was still over 300,000 total nationwide attack counters. It still was the highest month for October in our nation's history. There is no room for them to brag or claim any uh, modicum of victory here. It remains a disaster, and it is a
1: disaster. The pressure seems to be mounting by Democrats on this administration. Mayor, Mayor Eric Adams has done some absolute, some incredible things: free one way tickets to anywhere in the world from New York City. Uh, it's a sanctuary city, but uh, you know they they are uh, now cutting police funding, Department of Health funding. Department of Education funding, pre-K, uh, early childhood development funding, uh, and the list goes on. In order to make up, because they have to uh, post a balanced budget, they have to make up billions of dollars spent on the illegals that, that have migrated to the sanctuary city, and now the rest of the citizens of, the, of that city are suffering. And, and, and he's a joke, and here's why I say he's a joke,
2: because this is the same mayor that's opined this is going to destroy New York City, right? He's come out with all the strong rhetoric. But what does he do? At the same time, he blames the crisis on, quote – these are his words – quote, the madman from Texas, right? Think about that, New York. Yeah. That's who he's blaming. He, he won't blame the Biden administration – he won't go to his state' his city's legislator and get them to reverse course on the sanctuary city laws of his city that that's acting as a magnet for illegal aliens to come there he won't go out against President Biden, who he he created this crisis he took the most secure border in our lifetime and intentionally unsecured it. You won't have the mayor doing any of that. But yet he'll opine that he needs more money to deal with the crisis rather than take the money and reverse course on our open border policies and secure the border to stop the crisis from coming. He wants more taxpayer money to deal with the crisis after it's already come here. It's absurd, and that's why I say he's a joke and he's not serious.
1: In the state of Illinois, Springfield, the capital there, J.B. Pritzker sending money to Brandon Johnson, the progressive mayor there. In order to set up a gatekeeper model to be able to better analyze uh, what resources they need to heap upon uh, these individuals, this has just become a big money spend, and a lot of the folks finally, both in New York City and in Chicago, pushing back. In fact, his popularity, the mayor there, is dropping precipitously.
2: Look, look, there's two very important things. Uh, The uh, Federation for American Immigration Reform put out a study a few months ago talking about that literal – Money that it takes in certain categories, uh, 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 um, education, uh, medical, uh, other welfare or benefits are going to illegal aliens. That's in excess of well over 180 billion dollars, well, Noel. 180 with a B billion dollars just for that core group of services. Well, then Mark Green, the chairman of the House Homeland Security, just committed his fourth phase, uh, uh, completed his fourth phase of a five-phase inquiry looking at the dereliction of duty for Secretary Mayorkas. And that fourth phase went above even what the fair uh, research did and really talked about the total cost, right, the total cost of law enforcement. Like, for example, you mentioned New York. It's cost New York $700 Seven hundred million dollars in overtime for NYPD just to deal with the illegal immigration process, and they took all that into consideration over a half a trillion dollars it was it's the total cost of illegal immigration uh, that 's being borne on the backs of u s taxpayers a half a trillion dollars right now, Newell this is absurd it 's unsustainable, and that 's why we keep trying to educate the american people they 've got to force the reverse course in the open-border policies.
1: So meanwhile, um, the Biden administration is uh, asking uh, members of Congress and others, I guess, and I guess they're trying to figure out how to do this by executive uh, order or privilege or whatever, uh, to give work permits to undocumented immigrants that have been in this country, in some cases, decades uh, that have been living below radar here. uh, And now all of a sudden work permits is going to be the panacea solution to everything.
2: Correct. Because that's the problem right now when they, when they're, when they're letting in, you know, again, millions and millions of illegal aliens Everything is overwhelmed. And it's, it's clearly it's not just about the border towns and city and states, right? That's why we say every state is a border state. It's why you see the same issues playing out in Chicago and D.C. and New York and every other major metropolitan city and including other smaller communities throughout the United States. Well, and this is a sincere problem. Part of the issue is when they get here illegally, there is a time period before they're actually allowed to work here legally as they're going through their asylum process. Well, what they're trying to do, again, instead of coming up with a strategy that we did under the Trump administration of deterrence to deter those to come illegally and file false claims, all they're trying to do is make it easier on the back end. So their solution, rather than secure the border, rather than eliminate, deter, or reduce illegal migration, all they're trying to do is get better, more proficient at giving them a, a panacea of rewards and benefits quicker and more effectively on the back end after they've already been released in the United States. And then they feign why they don't understand why the, the, the numbers keep increasing, and we've seen the highest flow of illegal migration in our history's lifetime.
1: Mark, help me out here, though, uh, because th- there's a disconnect, or, or maybe I'm just ignorant of how this is going to ultimately work out. So a lot of folks who have been here uh, and have for years undocumented, they don't avail themselves a lot of social services because, they're, because of the fear over the years of being deported. Because they can't establish residency here. They got they've got nothing from an immigration perspective, right? What happens when you you give them the work permit? Haven't you kind of waved the magic wand and, and a lot of these issues go away and then they're actually in a better position to avail themselves of, of, of social programs and, so, and and assistance here? Yes. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. That, that, that's exactly and, right. But what I would say, go ahead. I'm sorry. And then we, then we, then we get more upside down financially right now. And then, you know, the, the, they come out of the the shadows of of society in a much stronger way because we've actually kind of waved it, that magic wand and legitimized them. And, and look, I'm, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but, we can't afford what's happening now, and, and it seems as though some of what they want us to do is going to increase our cost and increase enrollment in schools, uh, increase the number of people showing up at ERs, incre- because there's safety when you waive that legitimacy, wand. Am I Am I all wet on that? Analysis. No,
2: no, you're, you're, you're not. You're not. What I would add to that, though, you said something that's very important about, hey, you didn't want to be insensitive. Here's what I think is part of the problem. And I've been saying this for a long time. One of the greatest strengths of this country is our compassion. But when it comes to border security and illegal immigration, well, we've allowed our compassion to be hijacked. This isn't – there's nothing insensitive to enforcing the rule of law. There's nothing insensitive to securing our border and stopping an illegal immigration. There's a cause and effect. People act like illegal immigration doesn't have a downstream, a negative effect. Like there's no downside to illegal immigration, but there is. When you have millions of those that are illegally entering, sparking the rule of law, our sovereignty as a nation, that pulls border resources off the front line. We literally had to control of the cartels so they can push drugs, criminals, and national security threats across our border. So illegal immigration does absolutely impact our nation's safety and national security, number one. But number two, after we release, and they remain in the country illegally, I, this, is, this is the disconnect. We are consumed with, with not being insensitive, but, but that leads us to in the other way, why people are actively in violation of the law of this country. And we look the other way and continue to give them resources, and we treat them as citizens. And then we wonder why we have people that are continue to come illegally into the United States because there's no consequences. There's no deterrence. In fact, at the end, we're giving them more rewards every single day, and we wonder why the flow continues. We wonder why resources are pulled off and the cartels are lapping all the way to the bank as our nation's safety and national security are being jeopardized.
1: Senate Bill 4 passes both chambers of the, te- of the Texas legislature and it creates penalties for illegal entry into Texas and authorize the removal of illegal immigrants apprehended at the border. It also gives Texas officers the ability to arrest anyone who they believe has crossed into the state illegally and uh, this is um, met with a lot of resistance. Uh, Mark, folks are saying that this is unconstitutional as a result of the Arizona case. What say you? I say just the opposite. Um, Look, there's going to be some challenges
2: here, but let's put this in perspective. This is exactly why I think you and I have talked about this, Noel. This is exactly Mm -hmm. why I've been saying what's happening at the border is a multi-layered set of issues. It's both a humanitarian crisis. It's a border security crisis. it's It's a drug, criminal, national security crisis. But it's also a constitutional crisis. So here, I've been saying this really since day one, is that there is a, a, Article 4, Section 4, Article 1, Section 10. All your all your listeners, look it up real quick. Just Google it. It'll take you five minutes. Those are the two constitutional sections that are articles that are at play here. The first one, it, it gives the government, mandates the government has the responsibility to protect all states uh, from threats outside its borders. And if and should the federal government, for whatever reason, fail to, to uh, 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 meet that constitutional mandate, then the states have what I refer and what a constitutional scholar referred to as the self-help remedy in the Constitution that they can then protect their own state. That's why USB Arizona doesn't apply here. USB Arizona is very clear-eyed in that the states cannot enforce federal immigration law. But when a state goes to the Constitution and avails themselves of the self-help remedy, it takes it out of USB Arizona, and now it becomes a constitutional issue. I hope and anticipate this is going to go to the United States Supreme Court, and Governor Abbott is going to be on the right side of this issue.
1: Section four reads as follows. The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion and on application of the legislature or of the executive when the legislature cannot be convened against domestic violence. It's the one you're talking about, right? That's exactly right. And think about it. this. is very important. So, so the governor has already
2: declared an invasion. And so he, he's already taken that step. So he's already moved it out of the U.S. of Arizona and moved it into the constitutional realm and argument. Now, I've been saying since day one, and I get this, because don't me be wrong. Governor Abbott has done more than any other government in, in, in any state in this country. But what I've been saying is since he declared invasion, the one thing that he needs to do, is detained and removed because until you start removing those that are illegally entering the flow will not come and now through the statutory language he's, he's taken one step closer and i get it the the reason why is he was concerned that any trooper or any national guards person that actually detained and removed they could potentially could be sued both civilly and held personally criminally liable for acting outside the scope of the authority. So through this legislation, through the Declaration of Invasion, these are all putting stops in to provide a level of protection for those that actually start doing what needs to be done.
1: Now what's really ripe is that AMLO and uh, Mexico officials are completely verklempt with this, right? They don't know what to do with it. I mean, they're just like all over the map. But if you or I cross the border illegally into mexico and we're walking down the street they would stop us they would ask us for our papers and when we could not produce them they would do what exactly i know it's a rhetorical question
2: but it goes it goes even beyond that no this this is a president amlo this this man are you kidding me I don't understand what what he says of should be of no moment to any citizen in this country. Mexico has not been a true partner of the United States for a very long time, and we should stop pretending like they are. The, 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 this is a president who's who's oversaw a country that basically large sections are failed narco state. It's one of the most corrupt governments on the face of the planet he creates a not only does it create a pervasive environment for, for one of the largest most prolific violent criminal organizations to operate in the world but he also profits from it and his government officials profit from it and he's allowing that entity to push a vast set of complex threats across our border jeopardizing and and, and just causing havoc to our nation's safety and national security so forgive me when anything this man says is of no moment to me
1: It's just amazing to me because every country that would would be um, impacted by this decision by Governor Greg Abbott would treat Americans in the exact same fashion. Because their immigration laws don't allow you to do what we are allowing them to do, and they're complaining. The, the, I mean, just... That's exactly right. And, and keep in mind, though, with, with, with the, the reason why
2: the reason why that you're hearing these comments from Ambo is because it's the, the ill, the profit from illegal immigration is significant for his country. Not only sure. the remittances, right? So the people that are here in the country illegally are sending remittances back to Mexico, which, which is a significant part of their GDP. If we took that away, we would absolutely devastate their GDP. Not only that, like I said, the, the profit from corruption – The the illegal immigration alone, the cartels, it went from a $500 million uh, annual business in 2018 to a $14 billion annual business right now. And a good portion of that goes right back in the pockets of corrupt Mexican officials.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess Abbott will sign that this week or maybe next week, and hopefully we'll see what's going to ultimately happen. We know that there's a bunch of activist groups waiting in the wings in order to try and file lawsuits uh, in in I order they to stop this uh, from moving forward. And maybe we'll see this move through the courts and get resolved one way. Uh, finally, you know, I mean, obviously, yeah. a lot of these questions have not been resolved just yet. Mark Morgan, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate your time, your insight. Have a great Thanksgiving uh, vacation. Appreciate it, sir.
2: You too. Thank you.
1: All righty, folks, that's Mark Morgan, senior fellow with Fair and former acting director of ICE and Customs and Border Protection. We'll be right back after the break. 504-260-1870. Uh, Joe Geruso joins us when he is a council member, New Orleans District A. We'll get the latest on the Wisner Trust. Stay with us, folks.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.